This episode takes a couple of examples in my life where people are trying to get a direct, they're trying to get something from me, right? Whether it's they're trying to sell me something or they're just trying to get information from me. And the manner in which they do it is odd and off-putting. In the case of the story about Croy, my friend, I want you to know that there are no problems with him. Just right up ahead. It was just an anecdotal story to show the other side of a person who actually did annoy me. And what it's getting back to, especially for you new listeners in 2020, is the fact that when I have a slight problem with someone or I have an issue with someone, I address it with them quickly and to their face. If You know, that sounds like high school. Not to their face, but uh, to them prior to me ever talking about them on episode, oh my God, what is this? 64 of the show, The Villagers Are Calling Psychotherapy. I'm Jet Dunlap, and that aforementioned show starts right now. Everybody has a podcast, and that doesn't make my life much easier. But it actually doesn't hurt it. (laughs) Because uh, unlike the three or four friends that I've seen over the last couple days who have started podcasts. It must be a New Year's resolution thing, right? Their podcasts are a little bit sneaky. Yes, they are. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. How could you? How could you possibly know who I'm talking about? Unless you're... Well, no, not even... (laughs) I only... I said three or four, so how would anyone know? These people have motives in their podcast. And those motives are the ulterior motive. They're ulterior motives. Sometimes I whisper and then I realize you're listening to this show in a car, um, most often driving down a street, (laughs) unless you're in your garage with the car on, running while you uh, try and ingest carbon monoxide to die, which, by the way, doesn't work. I listened to Malcolm Gladwell's new book, Talking to Strangers, and uh, Cars Emissions Are Too Clean, Right now, the new ones, or I guess even up to 10 years ago, to try and kill yourself in a crush. Do, 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 do. I'm sure you were sitting around wondering that, and now you have the answer. So if that was your plan, don't do it. As a matter of fact, the interesting part about that story is that the reason he used that, or gave that information, is that do you know that has a massive effect on the rate of suicides? It's just opportunity. Which, if you go back to the episodes of this show, called The Quiz which was a three-part series that I did with Gina, where she asked me the questions that I actually got when I started with a new psychiatric office. They asked me if, in the quiz, they didn't ask me, I mean, it was a general questionnaire, but one of the questions was, do you feel that uh, you haven't killed yourself just because you haven't had the opportunity? And we thought that was funny at the time, not to make light of a subject that's heavy, but if you listen to this show, you understand why. It was funny because... To both of us, the way it was worded sounded like, if I only had the chance, I'd get you, you so-and-so, and and that so-and-so would be yourself. So there you go. Yeah. So that's probably... (laughs) where. How did that have anything to do with people starting their own podcast? Ulterior motive. Something about... What? Oh, yeah. Because you listen to this show in your car. And that's why I don't whisper anymore because I don't... Well, I'll whisper later, but I'll try and repeat myself audibly so you don't have to 
go, honey, we have to, uh, and this is a lady doing it, honey, we have to go back and listen to that uh, valuable piece of information that uh, he says uh, a lot too. <laughs> that uh, that uh, Jet Dunlap said, because it may be the difference between a successful or a non-successful, because that's how you say it, relationship that we have. <laughs> this lady that I'm doing an impression of, she really has... Trouble with the old uh, with the old words, huh? So anyway, how you doing? I always ask that, or try to, because I'm curious. And uh, I will say, which I've never said before, I think, uh, but I'm not a reliable source, that if you have questions for the show, please reach out to us. And that should be easy peasy to find. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram or my Facebook. And both of them are Jet Dunlap. J-E-T-T-D-U-N-L-A-P. Spelled like it sounds, except for my name in the first part. No name in the first part. That's how they say it. That is how that is said. Not your first name. Name in the first part. My first name has two T's. So, I'm curious about uh, what people would want to hear about. And uh, one of the chaps that has a podcast that, oh my God, these people, man. It's it's so funny because it's like a friend of mine was telling me that she had this nutritionist and she was still struggling tremendously with, at the time, drinking and eating. She's like, well, this nutritionist this, the nu- nutritionist that. And I'm thinking, you know, she's doing fine, but I know that in this town... Holly Weird, La La Land. Um, nutritionists are very expensive. It's not a uh, thing you normally hear about from people who are artists doing okay, but definitely don't have the kind of financial stability to hire someone who's charging like 80 bucks an hour or something crazy like that. What I ended up finding out was that this was a person who worked for one of those multi-level marketing companies that was recommending the nutrition through their own through their own plans. So it was like... I don't know, neutral life. That's a made-up one. But, you know, one of those things. Or probably is one, but I, I don't think, I don't know of it. Um, so that, that was kind of funny. The same thing with these uh, podcasts that these people are doing. If they're not making a lot of money from sponsorship, which some of them are, uh, it's to get you to subscribe to their services. And some people do it more elegantly than others. When I started listening to podcasts, it was when I started to build out uh, the property I live in, as I've told you people who've listened before, I dug out the hillside on the property I live at where my house is. I dug it out of the ground with a shovel, a pick, and any tool I could get my hands on over a, pro- over, a pro- <laughs> over a period of about three months. And I moved 10 tons of dirt. And I know that number because that's how many times we had to pay this, I think it was a two-ton, um, one of those those bins, those giant, like you see them on, how would I put it? Well, it's a dirt transporter. <laughs> Is this helping you? Uh, <laughs> that's how I know it, it was that many, how many tons it was. Or it could have been five pounds because you know, you know my math, or it could have been a million tons. So between a million tons and five pounds is how much I moved. But that's when I started listening to podcasts because what happened was I usually listened to Audible because I love books because I'm dyslexic. All the way back to when I was a kid, I got used to listening to books on tape. And uh, uh, even though I'm 30, 
Um, so Audible was just the kind of evolution. I used to ha- have this service called Reading for the Blind and Dyslexics, which was a part of the, I guess, state. And uh, you would subscribe to that and you would get all the, even textbooks, which never really helped because it was a four-track tape player and it was really hard to get to the section in school that you were on in the tape. And here's the irony of all that, right? Is that as a dyslexic person, that kind of like a four-track tape player that was, I mean, I could never find my place. And the additions were off. So like the addition of the book was off from the tape. But the reason I say all that is because for a very long time, since a very young age, I have consumed. No, I don't want to say that. That sounds like it's food. I have, I guess, read the books that I read mostly from audiobooks. There was a period of time there where I was reading a lot with my eyes, with words. (laughs) You know, I word reading. I word reading. I mean, I do this every day, guys. I don't want you to think that I'm just fumbling around trying to figure out my, <laughs> figure out how to get places. If I didn't have GPS, I'd just drive around in circles. It's not like that. I mean, I can read. It just takes me a lot longer and a lot more effort, and it really depends on how much energy I have. And a lot of people always think, uh, well, I guess a lot of people sometimes think it can't be always. I never speak in absolutes. Never in my entire life under any circumstances whatsoever do I ever speak in absolutes. So, people often say, oh, well, I have that problem too, Jet, but uh, you don't have the problem like I do, okay? You don't have that uh, reading and writing problem. And if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know that, uh, you know that <laughs> I'm highly qualified in my uh, disabilities. But um, I did say, I think, at the end of last year, that I was going to try and not perpetuate that pride I have in my shortcomings. So that'll be something I work on. I listened to podcasts when I was digging this area out because for 10 hours at a stretch, and that's true as far as I can remember, 10 hours, 7 hours, amazing. I mean, my back hurt so much at one point that I had to use a rope to like get off the ground. I tied it to a pole so I could get off the ground because my my back was in so much pain. I had one of those uh, weightlifting belts, and then I had one of those like moving belts like tied around my waist, and it was so tight so that I wouldn't feel it on my back because of how much I had to impact the dirt to get into the bin because I'm cheap. I had to impact it all the time. And then also I had to, uh, you know, remove it. And some of this stuff was rock. I will one day when I actually have support from the people who have made promises about helping me with this show. Once those tremendous flakes come through on their promises, then I will actually have the video and footage you can see of me building the home we live in right now. So that'll be cool for you. But that's where I listen to podcasts, and I liked a couple of them. Uh, there were ones that I liked more than others, and that's pretty freaking vague. But uh, when they started to become... there, I guess the point of this whole story is that some of them were trying to be sneakily promotional. I like the ones that were by comedians or uh, people like Malcolm Gladwell where it's like where you understand that there's a book, so they're not trying to just hawk something the whole time, you know, subconsciously, where it's like, oh, yes, and the real secret of that answer will be available in my seminar this Tuesday, Unlocking the Tiger Within. This Tuesday at the Civic Center Auditorium, Room B7, Unlocking Your Inner Tiger. And, of course, now I have to call my first seminar, Unlocking Your Inner Tiger, and it has to be some kind of 
Civic Center. It'll probably be at the airport Chick-fil-A, <laughs> even though I'm a vegetarian. The airport Chick-fil-A parking lot will be my first seminar, and I expect no one, maybe some rats. So I try not to do that. I try, well, I mean, I don't try not to do it. I, I guess the point was that the people I know who are doing this, it's kind of annoying to me because I don't like to, I don't mind, here, here's how it works, right? Oh, let me tell you a story. So recently, a guy who my brother and I have known for a long time, I went to high school with him. I think I went to, yeah, I went to high school with him. But he was always kind of a cheesy dude, and he was always kind of a manipulator a little bit. And recently, he called me up out of the blue. And I hadn't talked to this guy in years. And he's like, hi, how you doing, Jets? Good to hear from you. Boy, it seems like you and that look for a name, Gina, have really been having a tremendous time. I mean, it was this cheesy. And I don't like picking up the phone to begin with, but this was... I'm like, well, what, what does this guy want? I had his phone number in my phone, so he showed him. And he's like, talk, he just, he's like, well, what do you think of this camera? What do you think of that camera? And would you buy this? Would you buy that? Or, you know, asking me about, then he starts telling me about what a great photographer he was. He doesn't mention that he's seen my pictures, and that's how he knows. There's no compliments in my direction or even any real cooperation in the sense that he understands that I'm giving him advice on something while I'm doing other stuff. I'm telling him what kind of cameras work this way, what the difference between mirrorless and mirrored is. And he's just trying to rush through. And then he's like, well, 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 okay. And he, he does that thing where, you know, people cut off a conversation and you know for a fact that that's not a organic cutoff point. They're trying to get to the point of why they really called you. Any, I want to call him an asshole, but jerk who's like trying to get you to do something like take him to the airport. Do you have any idea how much Jet Dunlap is annoyed by minor inconveniences? And favors. Yeah, let this serve as a warning to all humans. This is not a thing I like. So finally, he says, Jet, let me get uh, your home address. What's your best email address? And I got mad because he's in uh, a sales job and he clearly was trying to put me on some kind of mailing list. And I'm like, you know what? No, man. Thanks. I'm all set. I hung up. And he was like, no way, dude. Did you hang up? This is what he texts me. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to be sold anything. I talk to people who actually care about how I'm doing, and I don't spend a lot of time catching up with folks. There's a very limited... I didn't send them all this, but this is also paraphrasing, telling you how I am. I don't waste my time at this point in my life just chattering. And he called me up to ask me my advice on a bunch of stuff, which is a favor. I said, don't send me anything. <laughs> and uh, definitely don't email me anything or I'll be upset. The reason I tell that entire story is the same thing with podcasts. I don't like to have some kind of secret little sales thing. Now, here's, here's the deal. This is, this is the whole point. If someone had, and I think this works for most people in life, people think of it as confrontation, uh, but it's not. If he had said, called me up and said, hey, Jet, I am in real estate, as you know. I wasn't going to tell you what he sells, but I told you anyway. I'm in real estate, as you know. Do you have an agent right now? And I said, I would have said, yes, my wife. That's that's actually when he would like end the conversation because I'm like, yeah, you know, actually Gina does real estate. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And obviously not catching up with an old friend, just uh, calling me to try and find out if I can use him for my real estate needs. So if he had just called me up and said, hey, man, if you ever need me for any real estate deals, then when you found out Gina was in real estate, well, you know, I've been in it for a while. I know what I'm doing. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. 
I would have been stoked. I would have been fine with that. You know, I think that works for anything. If you want something, be direct. And I think that, I mean, I am very, I'm very direct. And I work very hard on being direct because it cuts out that, that kind of dark energy. Wow. Okay. Dark energy that you have. So for instance, someone's talking on their phone in line at Starbucks or someone's being rude. Uh, another story was I was on set and I was doing my writing. I was writing my script and this girl sits down right next to me and starts talking to a friend of hers about their apartment so loud that even my noise canceling headphones that I'm wearing right now, they're monitor headphones that are noise canceling. And, uh, she was so loud that even with my headphones on, listening to classical music while I write, I couldn't do it. I said, excuse me, I just, I can't hear what I'm doing here. So if, if you could have that conversation somewhere else, that'd be great. She apologized and she left. And then she was going to have a conversation near me again later, but she's like, oh, that's right. That's right. You're writing. Most people are going to be that way when you do that. There will be the occasional total jerk, and, uh, but you can't prepare for them. You know, you can't live your life assuming that people are going to be severely offended because those kind of situations, think about it this way, in both situations, let's say I became one of the victims of this guy's mailing list and my wife is a real estate agent and he's sending me all this stupid information and he's calling me all the time and he's texting me and I'm one of those passive people that just goes, oh, thanks, buddy. Okay, cool, man. Okay, fine. And it's wasting my time and this, this kind of frustration with him is mounting and mounting. I just cut it off right there just like this girl who was on set, you know, if she just kept talking and talking, maybe what I, what most people would do is that they would then wait till that girl left and then talk to the other people on set who had the same opinion of her saying how annoying she was. But I didn't do that. That's another little thing I do that I pride myself on. Um, And this show is about my flaws, but this is actually one that I am proud of is that the minute I start to try or think about saying something about someone in my life, I will call that person, or I will text that person, so that if I am going to say something about them, what I say about them is the same as what I say to them, but I say it to them first. So a perfect example, because I know he's listening, is my friend, my dear, dear friend of a long time. His name is, let's just call him the Croy. Croy uh, he, he drives me nuts sometimes. <laughs> he is one of the most uniquely, I don't want to say annoying, but he does some weird things, right? Like yesterday we were texting back and forth about a movie we saw, The Joker. And this is not at all annoying. It's just, it's just one of those things that he does that <laughs> is uniquely him. Uh, and he, I said, he's like, what did you think of it, blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, you know, I thought that it broke some rules as a, as a film. And uh, I thought the end was really incredible. And he says, what do you mean about the end? And what do you mean about breaking the rules? So I went on, because he's who he is, you know, obviously not someone who's just annoying me. This is a person I actually have known for a long time and have a relationship with as a friend. You know, he's my best man at, a, at my wedding. So I take the time to answer that actual question. Before I answer this question, I already know what he's going to do. So I say, well, and I was, you know, it's funny, I was going to do an episode about the Joker, but I never did, ended up doing it. So here it is. I said, what was impressive about the Joker was that, first off, I can't believe how many people saw it because it was like some deep, just really hardcore, scary mental illness. And I've known people with tremendous mental illness. I've known people who are addicted to 
methamphetamines and actually lost their lives that way. And so I know people who have tremendous, just dark sides like this character. So I was surprised that that many people saw it because it was kind of gritty and scary. It didn't feel like a movie. It felt like this almost documentary. And because Joaquin Phoenix is a kind of fringy dude by his own admission, he was able to portray this with the kind of darkness he has in his actual heart. And it was terrifying. But the end part that I really liked is that uh, it started to play into the 1989 Batman where we found out how Bruce Wayne saw the Joker kill his parents. So it paid tribute to the Tim Burton Batman. And then with Joaquin Phoenix's head out the window of the cop car as he goes by and the whole sequence there, it's paying the tribute to Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's Batman. And that was unique because movies don't usually borrow from movies that are in our lifetime, especially if the base material is a comic book. So it didn't feel like a comic book. Another huge thing from a screenwriting standpoint that was unique about that movie was this is a villain with no redeeming qualities. Now you're thinking, sure, he has some redeeming qualities. We made him this way. Society made him this way. A little bit, but he's also a violent murderer and had violent murderous tendencies from the beginning. And even though his mother was less than optimal and his childhood was not great, that doesn't mean we forgive him. Because most serial killers in their past had some very violent history, but that doesn't mean us as a society forgive him or them. So in this case, I was surprised at how many people were like, no, he had redeeming qualities. So anyway, it borrowed from other movies. It showed you the perspective of a true villain, not an anti-hero, okay? Not a person who's just a little bit bad, a little bit fringy, but turns out to be completely good in the end, like most characters are in um, these kinds of uh, superhero movies. So I say all this, but briefly, in the text, because he asked me specifically, what did you mean by it's a different kind of film, and what did you mean about the end? I lay this out beautifully, like only I can, because I've got the best words. And he just pressed like like on the text, you know, the little thumbs up, which, oof, that's like when a friend, you're telling them a whole story and they're like, right on, right on, cool, cool, cool. Oh, my brother does that. So that, why did I tell you that whole story? Well, first off, I wanted to get you to know the Joker, but I was saying that, oh yeah, so here it is. What? <laughs> It's forgivable because we're actually friends? Or or was that just... Why? Is that you, Jet? I can't see you through all the minutiae. Yeah, it's me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a lot of minutiae. What I was trying to say is that if you ask me an elaborate question, or if you ask me something, I'm going to answer. That was Falcor the dog knocking at my door by putting her paws on the door. And oh, I'm picking her up because she wants on her... Lap. Okay, Falcor, I'm doing a show. Please leave me alone. No, <laughs> she's looking at my face. Okay, okay. So, enough of the minutiae. You got it. It was that if you ask me a question, she's tied up in the cord. This is insane. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm in the squeaky chair I did my first show from. So, that's the same guy. Let's call him the Croy who complained about the squeaky chair. Love the hell out of this dude. And it's totally forgivable because we're such close friends and he means nothing but the best. And he'll also have a, a fantastic reason for why he wasn't able to answer my long, in-depth, what? No, yeah, I mean, why his response wasn't as detailed. And I'll have to accept it, because I choose not to continue this conversation. But I guess the story of that was, and a lot of 
I, ha- I had a lot of things I wanted to talk to you guys about today, and I really hope that I can maintain my... Uh, I really hope that I can maintain the subject that I wanted to, which was creating new neural connections in your brain through new creative endeavors and creative endeavors, even as much as like learning a new kind of math that you never learned before, like me, addition and subtraction or learning the guitar or learning another language or something like that. So that'll definitely be on the next episode. But this one was just kind of about how not to be an asshole, (laughs) especially in regards to me so that you don't have to, you don't have to run in the problem of asking me a question that, uh, that bothers me. And with that, remember to ask me questions on this show so I can complain about how poorly structured they are and how much I don't like them. I am Jet Dunlap, and I am out of words. So thank you so much for rambling through this little adventure on the 4x4 trails that was my mind. I look forward to talking to you next time. This is Psychotherapy, and I'm still Jet Dunlap hear from you next time have i said that enough ay ay ay